Welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I'm your host, Phoebe Lay, and I'm so excited that you're here today. On our podcast, we are going to be talking about the things that inspire you in business to help you create a conscious brand that will not only build credibility and give you more opportunities in your business to thrive, but also help you to create in a deliberate, conscious kind of way. This is a place where meaningful conversations will inspire you to create, pursue, and thrive and shine in business. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conscious Business Podcast. I am very looking forward to this conversation with the amazing Ella Staniak, who is the founder of Female Leaders and also a feminine leadership coach to female CEOs, executives, and business owners. Ella champions unprecedented results for women ready to break through the perception of the glass ceiling and to gain their rightful place at the boardroom table or claim their space in the entrepreneurial zone of genius. Ella, it's so good to have you. Welcome. Phoebe, good morning. I am so excited to be here with you today and big, big loud hello to the Conscious Business Podcast community. I cannot wait for our conversation and thank you for your warm welcome and introduction. Oh my goodness. It feels like I was just chatting with you about this literally like last week. It feels like we had just met and we were just talking about it and I I still remember that moment where we met and I was like, I need to have her on the podcast. Like, We need to have her on the show because this woman brings so much essence and also so much courage, so much empowerment, so much joy, so much love to your community. So Ella, tell us, what is it that like, who are you and what is it that you do? Thanks so much, Phoebe. Well, first of all, I am a mom to a very adorable baby boy, Jordan. And I intentionally prioritize that as number one priority. And I love and I'm absolutely obsessed spending time with him. Professionally, I am a founder of Feminine Leaders. And as a feminine leadership coach, I support those women who are already in decision-making at all levels of decision-making to achieve that next level of trajectory, next level of evolution, whether in their career or equally in personal life. So through my own journey of self-discovery and my educational background in behavioral change and its application to leadership development, and also my series of personal stories and events, I realized that a lot of, a lot of women around the world today feel undervalued, unacknowledged, unsupported, at full capacity, out of alignment, disconnected, exhausted, frustrated, overwhelmed. And with that, unfortunately, we have many more women who feel continuous pressure to succeed, to perform. And unfortunately, a lot of times it comes to the detriment to their personal boundaries, to their well-being, to their ability to have satisfaction, fulfillment, freedom in personal life. So feminine leadership is all about that. It's an active practice of owning your presence as a woman, living in a heightened state of energy, connected to the environment, in alignment, certainty, fearlessness, basically having it all. It takes work. It's an ongoing process. 
It takes commitment, it takes dedication, and it takes continuous intention and assessment to stay on that path. But it's a certainly journey worth taking. Wow, Ella, like that is so amazing. And you've had nearly 15 years of working with high caliber female leaders internationally and in Australia. And like when we spoke, I remember you were telling me about the fact that you've gone this full circle, this full journey. Tell us a little bit about the journey that you've had, especially in the last couple of years. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Where do I start? So look, Phoebe, initially, I actually started in fitness and wellness coaching for executive women nearly 15 years ago in Australia. And my studies were orientated around sports performance through a natural process of evolution and becoming fascinated about the power of behavioral change and achieving mindset mastery. I then decided to pursue studies focusing more around that. And so I studied wellness coaching. I studied hypnotherapy, neurolinguistic programming, intuitive development alongside peak performance and physiology and certain components of motivational psychology. So this is really on the professional side. And this allowed me to also continue evolving in my coaching businesses as a business owner, but also how I could provide value and how I could contribute to my female clients. On a personal level, wow, the last two years have been really something and professionally too. At the beginning of 2020, I became a first-time mom in a first-time pandemic for many of us. I lost, unfortunately, most of my business in the middle of 2020 due to an online hacking, which was absolutely heartbreaking. So 2020, just like for many people, felt to me like there was just a lot of newness, uncertainty, tons of resilience required, tons of forward thinking, tons of navigating change and just pretty much oftentimes running on purpose, a lot of belief and digging in deep in my own ability to overcome adversity, but also in my own self-belief, to tell you the truth. I am also now a single mom, so it's been very challenging to navigate things in personal life alongside changes in professional life. So the last two years, in a nutshell, a very fast-paced emotional roller coaster where navigating change, again, not just for myself, for many people, navigating change became a norm and a necessity every single day. So now we are in 2022 and I can happily finally say with a sense of relief that feminine leaders are stronger than ever before. We are fully operating online now, serving clientele all over the world. We have been able also now to serve uh, clients on a corporate level and within team environment. So helping those organizations which are really supporting having more empowered women in the workplaces, but also organizations who are wanting to have more female leaders on board. So it's been definitely an exciting journey that... <laughs> came through, as I mentioned earlier, series of ups and downs. Wow, what a story. So much has happened. 
and there's so much to unpack there but you know I feel like you literally it was like you were forced to grow like you had to not only equip yourself and your daughter and do all the necessary things to continue thriving but you were supporting still women in business and you were supporting others in that time tell us about the hacking experience because I've had something similar like how did you overcome it and what was the situation what happened the first word that comes to mind is violation (laughs) I think look I don't think I know that I was possibly a little bit more naive than I should be Having been in the world of online connection now for over a decade, whether personal or professional connection, I do think that it became a norm for me to just put myself out there and share my journey with the world in hope that it will inspire others to take action or to create changes in their lives. So online business growth was really a perpetual journey. And I do remember thinking at the beginning of 2020 what a great alignment what a great timing i've got my precious baby on the way my business is operating really well i was doing online marketing through facebook i was on a few main social media platforms and i just felt like things were great there was flow ease alignment i was ready for the baby to come i thought i had to truly put elements in business in place and in momentum for everything to work. So when I woke up one morning and I realized that everything was pretty much disconnected, my Facebook account was just deleted. I had a few notifications about a few different bridges, my email, etc., etc. Making long story short, I felt really violated. I was in shock. So in the first couple of hours, I had a few cries and I tried to revive the accounts. But when I realized that I actually couldn't because they were deleted, the second phrase that kept coming to me was feminine leadership, feminine leadership, feminine leadership. I was already in that sphere of conversation with female clients of just having the awareness and knowledge of how different leadership is for women and for men and that as women truly have modeled men in leadership for so many years. However, our genius, our true genius of leadership is in our own ability to acknowledge feminine skills, feminine qualities, to access flow, to be who we are as women. So the phrase, there is a distinct difference between being leadership and doing leadership is truly the major truth. So I sat with it and I thought, okay, feminine leadership, feminine leadership, off we go. And within a few hours, I launched a new website with my VA. We bought a few different domains and just completely reshuffled the online presence to feminine leadership and feminine leaders as a business name. Being an action taker, I took a major action out of anxiety, out of fear and out of being in shock, but it worked out to be truly a magical step. It was difficult to rebuild. It was difficult to implement all the changes in the context of technology, in the context of personal and professional branding. Many of your listeners, I'm sure, will be able to resonate with that. There was a shift in identity from the old business to a new business. 
and just staying committed to the process, I was able to rebuild stronger, better, <laughs> and with greater alignment, greater connection to the mission. Wow, Ella, in a way that is so tragic, but in a way as well, something so great has come out of it. And I know exactly how that feels because I've actually had something very similar. It wasn't Facebook, it was Instagram. And I had my Instagram account, my business account deleted in 2019 or 18 actually. But that was almost like an awakening. It was like the universe was telling me, you need to stop doing what you were doing and focus somewhere else. Because I was so focused on like my Instagram account grid all looking perfect and posting consistently every day and spending hours and hours on a platform that wasn't actually even bringing me clients. It was really for branding and a portfolio of what we can do, what we design. And that allowed me to shift away from Instagram and shift into LinkedIn. And I think it's almost like your story reminds me of that. And the reason I bring it up is because you now also you've shifted into working with like more corporate women and women that are doing different roles. How has that turned out for you? What's something that you're grateful for from that experience? Look, definitely. And I 100% agree with you, Phoebe. I redirected from a few different platforms we mentioned today to LinkedIn, and it was such a positive change. What I am really grateful for that is that Certainly, it was just another event in my life where I did have an opportunity to prove to myself that I am resilient, that I am creative, that those moments of adversity and tension and conflict are truly necessary in order to progress to that next stage. As human beings, we are always scared of change. Change is uncomfortable. However, it is necessary in order to get to an different place to a new place to that next level of trajectory and yes professionally it was just a smart business move i realized that i connected with many more like-minded business owners my community has definitely grew and evolved rapidly in a very short period of time and as you mentioned i definitely found a greater alignment in the clientele who i could serve on linkedin platform versus other platforms Yeah, I totally agree. I think that change has to happen. And sometimes we're resistant to change. Sometimes we almost, it's like we want to stay in a place where we're comfortable, where we can predict what's going to happen and we know what's going on. But when these things happen and we can see that there's benefits to it as well, there's definitely drawbacks, but there's also some benefits to it as well. And we can balance that out, that perspective It really helps us to not be so tangled up, especially in the emotion, because that emotion can carry through and it can affect like different things that we do, the way we work as well, things that we avoid. But if we can balance that out and see that there is actually an opportunity, there's an opportunity in that crisis and we can grow from that and learn from that. For me, like I wrote a chapter in a book about it and I also it allowed me to then explain to people with a real life example that it's really important that we don't store all our eggs in the one basket because ultimately we don't own social media. We don't own our followers. We don't even own the pictures that we put on there. And all of that can be taken away from us in an instant. 
So it's very, very important actually to be building your database, your CRM, your network that you own and your list. And then ultimately, it's the relationships that allow us to continue thriving. So that social media can ultimately never really be taken away from us if we are able to build relationships because people won't forget you and your relationships will always still be there. They might be in a different platform, but if we have a network that is outside of just the one social media network, then we can be assured that at least we've got something that we're not just relying on the one thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like it's just important to acknowledge most of us human beings try to avoid conflict, avoid tension. In a more casual language, we move away from discomfort and we do what I did. I was feeling happy and comfortable in the sweet spot at the beginning of 2020 in business and personally. But you will hear this from many key leaders around the world, that those leaders who absolutely don't even try to avoid adversity know that it's actually impossible. Great leaders who are very self-aware, who definitely continue evolving and growing in the process of self-actualization, they intentionally search for conflict in metaphorical terms things that are out of alignment, things that are off, whether on organizational level or whether in business, call it areas of weakness, things which aren't working, areas of improvement, or even when it comes to human performance. Those leaders who truly seek for conflict, seek for discomfort, are truly able to shift fast from the state of either disempowered to empowerment or state of dysfunction to thriving and great functionality. So yes, as you said, it's really, really, really important. Never put all your eggs in one basket, lessons learned, (laughs) and focus on building meaningful connections. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. What a, it's just so funny that we're talking about this today. But I want to go back to the start of 2020. You talked about diversity and inclusion. You released a TED Talk. What got you to start discussing and talking about diversity and inclusion and why is it logically impossible? Thank you. Great question. When I reflect on my purpose, my legacy, what I believe I was born here to do in this lifetime on earth, there is no doubt in me that I was born to support women in all areas of life, personally and professionally. Looking at the macroscopic picture of my purpose and vision, I am very aware that for some people, hearing feminine leadership might seem or sound biased. It might even seem like I am an extreme feminist saying that women are better leaders or we are championing women only and that's not the case at all. I am a champion of equality. I am a champion for finding each other's strengths and supporting each other in weaknesses. So doing a TED talk on the importance of diversity and inclusion and how it's logically impossible, it's a little bit of a play of words. It's logically impossible because it requires a hell of emotional capacity, empathy, emotional regulation, a hell of communication and understanding of each other, 
in order to achieve the outcomes of diversity and inclusion, whether globally or on organizational level. We will never achieve equality and either men or women feeling truly supported, truly empowered, truly important, truly valued until we are capable of having empathy for another human being, giving another human being time to understand their needs, intentionally trying to meet their needs, and being able to let go of old traditional bias, of old traditional thinking, and truly let go of stereotypical understanding of the roles of men and women in society. Once we get all of that out of the way, I do believe that we'll be well and truly on a path to working together, living together in love, passion, happiness, working together on mutual goals and outcomes. And look, professionally, I believe that the world needs more consciously evolved, empowered women in decision-making and consciously evolved, empowered men in decision-making. So together we can achieve mutually beneficial outcomes for those in need. I totally, absolutely agree. I think that, and this might be something that has already shifted, I'm not sure, but I think that there was this perception, especially, I remember, I think it was like 2017 or 18 when I did a post about International Women's Day and about like men and women both rising up together. And someone left a comment on that post and they were really offended. And it was a man who was probably had misinterpreted the whole thing and said that there should be an International Men's Day. Why is there not an International Men's Day when there's an International Women's Day? And I think that perhaps this has shifted, but I think that there is this misconception. And the misconception has also caused a little bit of a kerfuffle where in reality, we're rising up into a world where right now there is a lot of female leaders. There is a lot of women that have their cake and eat it too. So there is a shift and there's also a shift in the way there's almost an imbalance in the other way in some regards, in some families or in some businesses or workplaces. And men also are needing to make sure that they have their say and they're encouraged to rise up as well. So it's almost happening right before our eyes in it's so different in different organizations in different parts of the world. But I myself, I'm definitely seeing that, particularly on social media, that there's like this awesome energy of like women feeling more powerful and in their own strength and in their own rights. And they're, they're speaking up, they're using social media as a platform to share their message and to really engage with people on a personal level and there's the way that where it's being done in a way that it they're empathizing with others they're understanding there's this like balance emotionally intellectually and and I think it's like it's a very beautiful thing it's something that hasn't been so present until like these last five years like five ten years I think especially in recent years so it's a really powerful topic. I'm so impressed that you discussed that on stage. How did it feel? What was your, after that day, like, did anything change? What shifted? 
Look, it's been a dream for a while now to actually stand on the red dot and deliver a TED Talk, which I didn't have a chance to do because we did online cyber TED Talks. It was an event which was partially live, partially online. And it was in the midst of pandemic. And so with all the restrictions in place, and it was the first really 12 months of the pandemic, I didn't get a chance to stand on the red dot, <laughs> red dot and, and deliver the talk. But it was, there was a certainly, first of all, huge wave of accomplishment and fulfillment of what is possible against any circumstances in our life. And the confirmation that when you have clarity on what you want, and you ongoingly and consistently hold that intention, hold that vision, hold that goal, and take steps towards it, it is going to manifest in your life, whatever that is, despite any circumstances. And of course, a relief. I was very nervous. I had a very short period of time to prepare for the talk. So it was nerve wracking. My baby was really little. We were in lockdown at that time in Sydney. So there was no babysitting help. There was no daycare. So there was all sorts of layers that were going on. But look, it was done and I cannot wait for another opportunity to do it again. I would love to be able to do it again on another topic. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, Ella. And all power to you. I think that you're a great speaker. You've got so much to share. Tell us about the women that you've worked with recently. Like, what are some stories of like people that you've helped and how has it transformed your life? Thank you. Oh, I just feel so much bliss and gratitude right now. I am very fortunate to be able to work with some of the most phenomenal people. I am truly grateful for that. That definitely should be something that I've mentioned earlier today when you asked about what I am grateful for. Just the beauty of people who are committed to transformation in their career and their life. I might be a champion of women, but I do always work with a handful of men behind the scenes. I think talking about equality, we cannot exclude based on the gender. So just even recently in, in the last, let's say, couple of years, I have worked with both business owners and women who are scaling their businesses. I have worked with a couple of startups and I have worked with women and still do with women in corporate. The common theme is, is specifically in my coaching programs, it is the transition from the old identity and with that letting go of limitations, whether psychological, physical, whether leadership development or any other. And then transitioning into creating the life by design, intentional living, in alignment, seeing everything fall into place personally and professionally, being able to create results which were not imaginable a few months beforehand, before even starting. So look, just a few different results. I can proudly say that there is a client who I am still working with Within a very short period of time of starting working together, she was able to exit the corporate, launched her own two companies within six months, 
and was able to generate a few over $150,000 contracts in the businesses, which is absolutely phenomenal. When you get into alignment, when you get into connection, there is no stopping you. Absolutely. You're a force of life. There's another incredible client who is a broadcaster, also uh, owns her own business. And it's incredible. Within a 12-month period of working together, she is now launching her own broadcasting network as an entrepreneurial project through Binge TV, which is huge. So Feminine Leaders is going to have their own channel there as one of the main foundation channels. Absolutely phenomenal. She's also an author, just released her second book. So just phenomenal. Those clients who are in corporate and either are loving their career or are trying to transition, that obviously takes a little bit more time. But we have had success stories of clients doing just that. So either shifting in their career in a way that they get into alignment and find their passion and purpose and are able to live within fulfillment and continue staying in the area of their expertise or clients who have exited the corporate launching their own businesses. So a few stories, just beautiful. Along the sides, of course, reigniting love and passion in intimate relationships. That's important. Still clients who continue working on their health and well-being might take an approach to performance is very different than most of the definitions around what peak performance is. So it's not about doing more and just adding more in a day. It's about intentional living, productivity, getting more done in a shorter period of time and having more time to do things you love doing. It's totally possible. There is a process to it that people need to follow, but it's totally doable. Foreign concept for most, I must say. Just incredible. I highly, highly recommend to visiting my website and just looking at some of those testimonials. They are there. It's just elastaniak.com. And those clients who are happy to disclose who they are, continue providing testimonials on the website and on LinkedIn. So I highly recommend just being able to put the face to the testimonial. Wow. And how fulfilling that would feel to see that kind of transformation in people and their businesses, in their lives, in their relationships. I love that even before this show, we were talking about how we are most productive when we're not actually working as hard as we normally are. And it's funny that productivity actually increases when we're not feeling like we're pressured to hustle or pressured to work long hours, long days, and forcing ourselves to putting ourselves to a certain standard as well, or even setting ourselves up for failure. That is definitely something that people, including myself, I've been consciously moving away from, and I've been working on making sure that I create a thriving environment, that I've got the setting that, and I'm doing work that I love, and there's so much to it. So I absolutely am so amazed, Ella, at how much you've achieved in such a short amount of time and also that you're also embodying and growing and going through all that changes yourself. That is something that it's a real testament for your clients as well because we always need to make sure that we are working with people that have already achieved 
and are doing the things that we want to achieve or are already there and have been through it themselves. So that's incredible. That's so powerful. Thank you. Ella, when you look back at this journey, you've been through so much. What are some of your greatest lessons? (sighs) How many can I have? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Let's just see what intuitively comes through first. Okay, lesson number one, it's your responsibility to take ownership and responsibility for the trajectory of your future. I think most human beings experienced adversity challenges at least once upon a time. It's inevitable. And we are conditioned oftentimes to define ourselves by certain events which have happened in the past, whether this is our childhood conditioning We add all sorts of labels to who we are, defining who we are based on a lot of experiences in the past. And unfortunately, for most of us, when that unconsciously, those labels are disempowering. So my biggest lesson is this. Take the responsibility for yourself, knowing that nothing else defines you but your own language your own mindset, your own beliefs. And that will truly fast forward and fast track you in a very positive trajectory into a future. Definitely a big lesson. There is so much more responsibility that you can take at any given point of day and night than what you are acknowledging right now. Huge lesson. That is huge. And that in itself, like, I think it's so easy, it is so, so easy for many people to not see where they are responsible for what's occurring right before their eyes, where they put themselves in a victim mentality and victim mode. And it's so easy to say, to blame it on something that happened or someone or something unforeseeable. But in a lot of the cases, we have such a massive contribution. We are the creators of our reality. Everything, all the people we attract into our lives, all the opportunity we attract into our lives, how our year was in 2021, that was actually not outside of our control. In some regards, it was, but also how we responded, how we reacted, and our attitude to life, has. it all comes down to us. And I really think... I'm very, very blessed that my partner reminds me every day of the need to take responsibility. And it is so easy, especially in a relationship, to be like, oh, you didn't see the sign? (laughs) Or like, oh, no, how come we've lost track of time? Things like that. And it's so easy to blame our team or people in, in the workplace, partners, family, things like that. But ultimately... We are the only ones that we can hold accountable. We have to hold accountability for ourselves. Otherwise, other people won't be able to hold us accountable. And so I totally agree. I love that that is a lesson that you mentioned because I think it is such a big lesson. It's a really hard pill to swallow as well. And when we can be comfortable knowing that even if we make a mistake, we haven't failed, we're actually just humans living this experience and life and every day we have an opportunity to grow and to improve, that's when we can just take a step back and go, ah, okay, observe it, accept it 
and do better next time. Oh, Phoebe, I really respect and love what you just said. And I believe a lot of people who hear and listen to our conversation right now would challenge us on that. And this conversation is actually not about whether what we just said is right or wrong or true or false, but everything is a matter of perspective. I would say, look at the areas in your life, in your career, everything, any area, any element of your life where you feel choiceless, any area of your life when you feel like your boundaries are violated by others. Any area in your life where you feel disrespected, undervalued, any area which isn't working, any dysfunction. And if you really reverse engineer the process of why you're feeling this way about it, it will be that the root cause of it is a sense of disempowerment. I'm giving my power away here. I feel like I don't have a say here. That's out of my control. I don't have a choice here. And you are right. We cannot avoid or live our life trying to avoid adversity and challenges. The key here is to understand is that you have always two perspectives. You can either ask yourself, what can I take ownership and responsibility here for, for this moment? Because we cannot control all the outcomes or everything that happens in our life. So you ask yourself that question. What can I take responsibility here in this moment? As soon as you have an ability to take responsibility, you will be able to shift your state from disempowered to empowered within seconds. Like this. Empowered, empowered, empowered. It's about an ability, or I should say, it's really about how quickly you can shift your mindset and your state from empowered to disempowered rather than trying to avoid all the bad or all the dark or all the challenging out there, all the evil, whatever else we rebel against. Powerful. Definitely. And like perspective really changes so much. And even in our darkest times, in our most challenging times, if we could all look back at that time and look at it from how it's made us grow, how it's made us change, how it's made us shift. And if we can look back and actually have hindsight view all the time we would see that in every situation there is something powerful happening as well in every challenge there's something really powerfully happening as well and if we're not learning our lesson from that experience it might happen again and we might need to continue experiencing certain things and feel the resistance before we break through and make that ultimate change and that is something that I'm going through right now at this very moment that I'm experiencing as well. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, new year, it's going to be fresh. But sometimes until you fully break through that thing you're wanting to overcome, no matter what date it is on the calendar year, you will still need to face it and completely solve that puzzle or problem before you really feel and experience that new perspective. So I love what we're talking about. It is so relevant to me right now as we speak. And it's, I truly believe that this conversation that we're having even right now at this very moment, that there are people that are going to hear it, that are going to wake up and really see how important and how good change is. That's beautiful. That's so important. So important. And it's so true. It's definitely relevant to many of us. Hopefully that will be helpful as well. A small piece of advice. When it comes to perspective, 
you can think about it as if it was an awareness continuously evolving in four different directions. Behind you, you have the past. So look into your past as a point of reference where you came from, who you became. Look at the skills that you have learned. Look who you became between then and now. When you look forward, you can see your visions. Stretch your thinking forward. Look at the vision beyond the vision. How far can you look? Once you achieve this goal, what's another goal there? How far can you dream? How much can you actually want from yourself? What are the possibilities out there that you haven't even thought about just yet? What's the impossible that you could make possible? And then you have right and left, east and west. All the other perceptions, all the, all the chatter of the inner critic, but also all your empowering statements, all the possibilities, all the people views. So when you can look behind you, forward, right and left, you open yourself to truly evolved and expanding thinking rather than having that narrow-minded tunnel vision and being able to only see in one direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. That is so, thank you so much, Ella, for what you've just shared with us and with the listeners. I'd love for us to go into the rapid fire questions right now, Ella, if you don't mind. Sure. The rapid fire questions is basically going to be a series of questions that I ask you. And it's also for the listeners to get to know you a little bit more. And for those that are listening, Ella doesn't actually know what I'm about to ask her. (laughs) But that makes it so much more fun. In fact, none of all the questions that we ask on this show are pre-prepared. So shall we? Love it. Yes, please. I love playfulness. Let's do this. Okay. All right. So Ella. If there was one thing that you cannot live a single day without, whether it's something that's physical or not physical, what would it be? My son. Beautiful. Who inspires you the most or what inspired you to do and start what you do today? My mother. Oh, amazing. Tell us a little bit about that. Look, I like to say that my upbringing was beautiful and challenging at the same time. I grew up in the south of Poland. And I was born to a father alcoholic. So I watched throughout the years my father unfortunately suffer alcohol addiction and how that affected his life. And with that, as a very natural process and how alcoholism affects family dynamics, I watched my mother to navigate that adversity. And through all the challenges, I can only imagine through all the challenges which were present in the relationship, the lack of support, the pressure, the tension. I also watched my mother to be incredibly nurturing, always greeted us with a smile. She was an incredible cook. She found positivity in very little, teeny, tiny, daily moments and things. She was also a phenomenal career woman. So watching my mother to step in, into both roles and be the nurturer, the lover, the feminine, but also stepping in into that masculine role and being the provider, the doer, the go-getter. And unfortunately, losing both of my parents as a teenager was truly a 
catalyst for me to have a passion to support women in my career, but also it was a catalyst for the total obsession for human behavior. Needing to find healing for my own experiences in childhood and wanting to find the answers to where addiction comes from, where our behaviors come from, why are some people successful and others struggle? How do we stay on path to success? Why are some people wealthy and others unwealthy? Why are some people positive and others aren't? All these questions were answered really in my own journey to healing and professional development. So I know today that watching my mother to be it all for my brother and, and myself and to just make the best out of the very challenging and toxic situation, I know that she's my greatest and the first inspiration in my life. Wow. Wow, that's a really powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing. okay well back to the rapid fire questions yes our third question is where do you see yourself in five years time easy peasy massive stages all around the world sharing my story with men and women to inspire to motivate to share to connect huge energy of the crowds we are back again Without the masks, hopefully connecting in beautiful motivational events. Oh, I love how clear you are about your five-year plan. That is stunning. That's, I would love to be in the audience when you speak next. (laughs) Phoebe, we'll be standing on the stage together, sharing our stories. Together. That's right. Yes, that's right. Because that's in my mind movie, in fact. So, yeah, beautiful. Okay, so... Fourth rapid fire question is, if you could leave the world with one message, what would it be? What's one thing that you want to share with the audience and listeners today? The one and very important message that's got so much simplicity in it is you are enough. Just the way you are, just the way who you are today, what you have been through, where you are going you are enough. So let go of self-criticism, no more self-abuse in your language, no more bringing yourself down, no more self-doubt. Just stay focused on your dreams, stay focused on what you want. Become an apologetic dreamer and continue wanting more from your life. You can have it all. Beautiful, beautiful. And lastly, how can the viewers or the listeners connect with you today? Sure, thank you. I think we mentioned already a couple of times today. Connect through LinkedIn. It's just my name and surname, Ella Staniak, Feminine Leadership Coach on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. I'm just not very active there. And I highly, highly recommend visit my new website. We just went through another rebrand last year. www.ellastaniak.com. C-O-M. So it's just my name and surname. And if you are really interested, hopefully we can leave a little link in the notes to this show today. I have released 12 key steps for feminine leaders to lead and live the ultimate life. Those videos are short, one to two minute videos are accessible on LinkedIn. Yes, on LinkedIn, but on YouTube. 
I highly recommend to watch them. This is truly an essence of my over a decade of working with clients and just hearing the repetitiveness in the issues, but also in desires that women have today, whether in leadership or their personal lives. If anything resonates in there, feel free to reach out. I'm always open to a conversation. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, Ella. And I will definitely include it in our show notes. I'm looking forward to diving into your YouTube channel and also your website as well, because there's so much in what we've just discussed. We've literally scratched the surface, not even. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the show as well at some stage. Thank you. And I'm very, very excited as well for what's ahead for the year and the next five years as well, seeing you more and more on stages. And then looking forward to also hearing what your next five-year goal is after. I'm sure we will have you again on the show. And thank you so much for your time, Ella. Thank you for your heart and your wisdom and your guidance to not just women in the world, but also men and empowering so many others, so many individuals, living your life in the way that in the best way possible so others can live it too. I'm so, so inspired and grateful to have had you on this show. For anyone that wants to connect, please make sure that you do. Make sure that you jump on Ella's LinkedIn, website, YouTube, and you can find all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Phoebe, for having me. You have been an extraordinary host. And I really want to acknowledge you for creating this platform, the Conscious Business Podcast for your community, for your audience. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Ella. Thank you so much.